Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Almost Better Than Silence. I'm your host, Doug Coleman, and today I'm joined by the other hosts. We have almost everybody here, minus Mark. We have <laughs> everyone that matters. We've got uh, Brendan AJ, McCullough. We've got Joe. Oh, no, no, we've no, got no. everyone. We've got Dubs. We've got Kier. We've got No. Okay, this is already off to a terrible start. We've got Chuck, Chuck Carter for Miss. <laughs> for the fucking. <laughs> We got Justin McElroy here. <laughs> How did we pull this off? No, but that's the thing. Whitney God, we'll is here for never get him hotties. back. No, hey, hey, don't never say never. Uh, but he's hey, just. How's I mean, everybody doing. He's just so busy now. I I can't imagine he has time. No, I uh, hear you. I would love to get another McElroy brother on here and talk to them about catch the TV them all. show. Yeah, for sure. But um, how's everybody doing? Let's start with Whitney. I'm doing good. Doing good. Not much to report. It's been a crazy work week for me, so I'm just trying to decompress. Ooh, I hear that yeah. 100%. Yeah. So you work in uh, reputation management. Um, <laughs> I do, yes. But by any chance, do you uh, do any business in like Washington, D.C.? Because I can imagine you'd be very busy. <laughs> uh, yes, oh, we, ha- we, we have had uh, a couple of clients in, in D.C. We have, mm. yes. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Uh yeah, can't mm. go can't go any more into it than that. But yes, we have. Mm. Does one mm. of them go by the pseudonym Carlos Danger? <laughs> oh my no. god! No, <laughs> or or a a a Keiko Mohen. Oh, I don't know that one. <laughs> anyway, never mind. Anyway, <laughs> over my let's head. <laughs> uh, this is a video game podcast. Uh, let's see here. Uh, I actually have some games I want to talk about. Um. Let's hear from Basta though, because I don't think you do. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I got, I got video games. What are you talking about? Yeah. No. I play video games. <laughs> Pinecast yeah, no, doesn't I, count as a video game. Oh. Neither does oh. the public transportation system. That's not a video oh. game either. Um. No. <laughs> uh, no. Um. I. So I, I've been playing uh, Pokemon Go. At, this is this is my Pokemon Go update for the month. Do you have a jingle for my Pokemon Go update? <laughs> no, but you know what? We could find something. All right. Something for the bingo card. Um, More jingles. So, so uh, I will say that this is probably the most substantive update to Pokemon Go in a very long time. Um, I, I don't think I've been on the podcast since it came out. Um, but uh, the Pokemon company basically added this notion of uh, quests. Um so there's two types of quests. Uh, there's field research and there's special research. Um, and the idea is field research, you can, they're like much simpler. Um, it'd be like, go fight in a gym or do four great throws or something. It's it's very mundane. And then the special research is um, sort of tiered. And so you have to complete all of your special research and then you like level up and then there's more special, special research. Whereas the field research, you complete one, you spin a Pokestop, you get another one. Um, it's just like real cheap, fast sort of quests. And the, the rewards for the field research is like, you get a health potion or you have a random encounter with a random Pokemon. Um, the special research, you get like 5,000 XP or something like that. Um, If you complete a research once a day, um, you get a stamp. And then on the seventh day, um, you get a, an encounter with a legendary Pokemon, um, which is really, really cool. So, Previously, the only way to get a legendary Pokemon is to do a legendary raid, which means you have to find like a group of people um, and there has to be like at least seven decent people to be able to do the raid. And then afterwards, 
Um, it's really difficult to catch these motherfuckers. Um, <laughs> so basically, you after a raid, you get these special white Pokeballs, which are like... Um, Special Exclusive balls. to raids, they're not very good, and you just have to rely on like your throwing ability um, and uh, any sort of berries that you have. So you could use like a golden raspberry. Um, that's not so good because uh, first off, if you run out of balls, you're just done. Like there's there's nothing you could do. You don't catch the Pokemon. You just spent like 20 minutes doing this raid and you got nothing for it except a, a pile of experience, which isn't so bad, but it's <laughs> sort of disappointing and frustrating. And I've been, I've been there many times. Um, with the legendaries that you get from the research, uh, if you do seven days of research, um, you get to use your own Pokeballs, which means you can use like higher powered ones. You still get to use berries and the, the legendary Pokemon can't run away. So if you have like 50 Ultra Balls, you can just keep trying and just keep throwing them. So... It's very, very cool. Uh, it's a random legendary, which means that if you didn't get one of the legendaries while they were like in season, you can go back and get them. So I got some of the ones that I was too low level to catch uh, when they were around over the, the summer last year. And so uh, it, it's nice because you, you don't have that uh, FOMO um, of like, oh, there's this legendary that I really wanted, but I couldn't catch it because I was too low level or whatever. Um, so it's, it's sort of a nice addition and it really patches up this big hole where lower level players have a really difficult time participating. Or if you're in a place where there's not a big community or you're in a place where, um, you don't have the, the time or, or, or ability to just go out and like do these raids during the day. Um, so that really fixes up a lot of problems. The special research, if you go through all of the tiers of special research, at the end, you get to catch Mew, uh, which is a really interesting thing. So like, Damn. it really rewards you for going through these like progressively harder and harder levels. And they do get quite hard. It starts out where it's like, do four great throws or something. And then like by level five or level six, it's like, catch 15 ghost Pokemon and a ditto. And it's like, all right, well, I guess I'll finish this next century. Like, um, it, it very much challenges you and it, it fixes a lot of the like missing, um, or arguably broken mechanics of the game. So I'm, I'm very pleased. Um, it has definitely gotten my ass off the couch and like got me outside playing again. Um, because it, it really does reward you for doing interesting things more frequently and it doesn't feel like you're just grinding and grinding and grinding and not getting anywhere. Well, that's cool. No, that's good yeah. to hear. Like, sounds like a refreshing update to that game. Um, do you intend on getting Mew? Uh, that's one thing that came to mind. Yeah. I, I, so I've already finished um, one group of seven days of research and I got a, a Moltres, which was really good. I, I hadn't caught nice. it when, uh, so there were four legendary birds this past summer. It was uh, Lugia, Moltres, um, the electric one. Zapdos. And, <laughs> and then the, the ice one. Um, Articune. <laughs> I feel like yeah, Bass is the biggest Pokemon know. Go fan. And doesn't give a shit about Pokemon. I can't remember the fucking names. I I give all of my Pokemon, like, names that I'll remember, and I just... (laughs) You go through the list, it's like... Mildred, Loretta... (laughs) Jables. I'm I'm the worst. Exactly. I'm the fucking worst. It's fun to do that, but it's it's terrible if you, like, take a break from Pokemon for a while, and you come back, and it's like, go, Jables! It's like, who the fuck is Jables? Oh, it's (laughs) it's that one. Okay. (laughs) Like... Thankfully, like, it's it's really clear, like, what your, like, 10 best Pokemon are, and, like, you spent a good amount of effort getting them, so, like, they're pretty memorable. I just... 
fucking can't deal with names. Like, <laughs> I will meet somebody at work and they'll introduce themselves, and I immediately forget their name, like, three seconds later. Um, John is evolving into Jonathan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically. Hi, this is our new uh, head of HR. His name is Zapdos. But yeah, I'm I'm well on my way to getting Mew. Uh, the thing is, like, the quests for the special research are pretty damn hard. Like, catching a ditto is really difficult because it's not like you can just look for a ditto and catch it. Dittos disguise themselves as other Pokemon, so you just have to keep catching random Pokemon until you get a ditto. So it's like luck of the draw for however long. I think I've caught three ever, um, so it's going to take a while. D- uh, is there any clear way of like when you see a Pokemon that's like, oh, that's a ditto, like it has the no. ditto face still? No. Nope. Damn. Um, it, it, there's there's literally no way to distinguish it. The only discerning characteristic is that it is much more difficult to catch than a the the sort of like disguise Pokemon would otherwise be at that level. So, for instance, if you see like a 400 CP Bulbasaur, right? Like generally, you throw a great ball at that, and you're you're probably going to catch it if you're a decent level. With a Ditto, it's going to be as difficult to catch as like an 800 CP Bulbasaur. And so you're like, why the fuck huh. can't I catch this thing? Um, and then you catch it and it's like, Bulbasaur was caught. Oh, and then it like has Whoa, this little same. animation of the Bulbasaur turning into a ditto. And you're like, oh, of course, fucking piece of shit. And now I'm <laughs> candy for it. <laughs> like ditto doesn't evolve into anything. It's not that good. Uh, or does he evolve wise. into everything? No. Sadly. I mean, technically... Sadly, no. It it always reminds me of that uh that like little comic that gets passed around on Tumblr of like the what was it like a Charmander or something that is like, being like raised by a dog. oh yeah oh it makes me cry every <laughs> <time>. <laughs> it's being raised by like a bunch of different Pokemon and at the end you see it's a Ditto but yeah. it that's weird because it actually makes sense because Ditto is like the Pokemon whore because you put that in daycare. <laughs> Yeah, oh, well, no. very wholesome moment. No, no, no. Well, <laughs> well it's it's it could be wholesome. Um, because if you put two Pokemon, uh, male and female Pokemon, into a daycare, you find an egg. But Ditto works with every Pokemon, so it's kind of a running joke that Ditto is just like the prostitute Pokemon. Because you put it in daycare with anyone, you could just farm eggs until you get a shiny. Uh-oh. I haven't good played like IV an stuff. actual Pokemon game that's not Pokemon Go in literally a decade. Uh, I played Sun and Moon. I never f- finished it, but it was really great. I I liked the, the changes they were making to the overall game. It actually felt different and not just a reskin of the same thing. Freshman year, uh, AJ started playing Pokemon Red on an emulator on his computer, and I was like, "I'm gonna play Pokemon Blue in an emulator on my computer." Ooh, um, rivals. And that was a that was a thing. It wasn't a rival thing. Like, there's no way to like set up a link cable between emulators, or at least right. it wasn't at the time. Um, it's also right. emulating. You probably just download all the Pokemon individually. <laughs> yeah. It, well, one of the one of the funny things is like when you play with an emulator, um, you can like adjust the speed of the emulation and like speed it up real fast. So like one of the most frustrating things about the original Pokemon is like you can't run. You can only yeah. walk. And like fast traveling, you either fly, which you get like at a certain level. Yeah. Or you use the bike. Um, also at a certain <laughs> level. Exactly. And so if you speed up the emulation, you just like tap in the arrow key and like bing. You just like shoot all the way to the side. <laughs> Holy shit. You go until you hit an obstacle. But yeah, uh it it's it's been a hot minute. I'm very pleased. Like this this is honestly like the boost that I needed to like really get my interest back into Pokemon Go. If you had played Pokemon Go and you're out of the loop, now's a great time to get back into it. Uh the research is really rewarding. 
um, you get some good stuff out of it. So you're not just like grinding and grinding and like, ooh, I got to revive. Ooh, you know, like it, it, it really adds some value to the game. Excellent. Glad to yeah. hear it. Uh, how about Whitney? Have you played anything since we last spoke? Um, they, there is a new, we're in a new calendar year in the game of Hearthstone, so they just released a whole bunch of cards and retired a bunch of other cards. I haven't even opened my new card packs yet, though, because it was such a crazy week for me. So I don't (laughs) even really know, like, how the meta's changed. I, I like to not look at what cards are coming out, like, they do the reveal in the weeks leading up to the, like, new season change. And I like to not look at them because I'd much rather see them while I'm opening card packs, and I haven't had a chance to do that yet. Um, so that I'm looking forward to that coming up, but I don't know too much about the, you know, new cards and, and what the new mechanics are going to be like, but I did get a chance to play a little bit over this week. Um, my ex had been trying to get me to play LA Noir ever since ooh, like October, ooh. whenever, when they like remastered it and released it everywhere. I'd never played it before. <laughs> um, so I'm only like, That's a good game. I'm only like an hour and a half or so, two hours into the game and little bits and pieces. Uh, I hate the driving mechanics. Yeah. Feel like a crazy <laughs> person. They're so not, bad. Wait, can good. you elaborate? Because I've yet to play. Um, they're just real, real slidey. It's like it's like um, it's it's those old fifties auto or something. But they're like real big cars, and they have no turning capacity yeah. at all. And they like they made it really slidey on purpose. But like as a cop, if you hit pedestrians, <laughs> you it it's like takes your score down at the end of the game. Um, interesting appropriately so they make it like super hard to not hit pedestrians and obstacles and stuff like that so that's driving me nuts but i actually really like the fist fighting mechanics a lot and the and the like gunfire mechanics um i'm not really too far into it i've only like interviewed a couple of suspects and i seem to be not very good at reading their facial expressions (laughs) uh so far but it's only happened like two or three times so I'm just kind of getting into it. But I love the aesthetic of it. Obviously, that's, like, right up my alley. The music is incredible. The, like, score of the game is so good. It does mm-hmm. look a little bit dated, um, you know, because this was what, even though they remastered it for 4K, like, it came out in 2011 originally? Yes. Is that right? Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, like, they used actors, and then they, like... Mo-capped their faces mo-capped, in. Yeah, and and that looks very dated compared to the kind of stuff that we're used to now. So it looks a little bit awkward, and the faces are stretched weird and stuff like that. But yeah, all, all in all, I've I've only put a couple hours in, but I've very much enjoyed it so far. So I think it's going to be right up my alley. Awesome. Yeah, it's those big old fifties, forties style cars that are just real big and clunky, and they certainly drive like that. It feels like you're driving a cinder block. Yeah. So it's. It's part of the game where it's like, oh, find all these like special, like cool design cards. I think there's like fifty or sixty or something in the game. And after like finding a few, I'm like, it's in my opinion, it's not worth it because they all handle the same, which is terrible. So it yeah. doesn't matter how good they look because I hate being in it. Um, <laughs> I just want to yeah. driving over as soon as possible. <laughs> it is fun. Hopefully, with the updates, hopefully they've patched it because I remember there was one mission, like one quest line in particular. Where you couldn't interrogate the guy correctly. Like, even if you picked the right option, it forced you to pick the wrong one. So that was, what? like, one downside that was kind of like, ah. Like, I knew I knew what the right answer was, but it glitched out and made me pick the wrong one. And it led into a chase scene that I could have avoided otherwise. Hmm. So hopefully Shit. that's fixed. Probably. Well, I have I not experienced assume. that yet, but yeah, I would, I would assume that they would fix that. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, one question that comes to mind, you mentioned, like, looking forward to opening your Hearthstone uh, packs and stuff. Have you ever, like, done any streaming? And is that something, like, you'd want to stream for an audience? Or are you more or less not interested in that kind of thing? Um, I, I've i definitely thought about it before. I just, it's uh, it's one of those things where it's like, I have never, I have watched very few streamers. I really only watch anything that's streaming when it's, like, some sort of competition. I don't just, like casually watch it and i've right. never done it before and it seems like such an intimidating world to like dip your toes into to like it it doesn't feel like just a casual thing to do for me so i've oh, never actually tried it but i've thought it about right it now. before <laughs> no i know this is this is literally the most experience i have and i'm not doing anything <laughs> oh, no, that's, very, that's yeah, streaming <laughs> yeah that's it's it's not too tough and that's what i mean if that's the thing if you ever wanted to get into it you could always use our channel and that'd be something i'm sure our our listeners might be interested in checking out because i'm not sure if many of us play hearthstone but if you I do, not. do that's cool yeah I, I know it's a very dedicated like loyal fan base especially in the streaming community yeah, so right. i don't i don't know how like volatile they can be as streamers because i've i've never had too much interest in hearthstone because i'm terrible at card games well, I, I do have a good like seventy six packs to open, so it could, oh, it could, geez. It could be a solid. That's what I mean. Stream. That yeah. sounds like an event. Yeah, wow. I that's mean, there's great. A, there's like box opening videos for like loot crates and stuff, and I definitely know there's like pack opening videos for like Hearthstone where people just watch someone open like a hundred packs in like a ten minute video. Yeah. I figured that might be the case, and that sounds like something people would be interested in. So hey, keep it uh, considered. But um, how about you, Brand? What kind of games have you been playing? I've actually been doing stuff, which is weird. I have also beat another character in Enter the Gungeon and almost beat another. So, like, yes, that's still a problem for me. I cannot stop playing that game. I remember you said you weren't going to beat the game with I lie to you and the audience all the time. We yeah. should know this by now. But I beat Bayonetta, so I was able to finish that. Um, it took me, like, 11 hours, so it's a, really not as long as I thought it would have been. I'm guessing the first one was more of like a test, and the second one was really like, all right, we were able to make money off this. Let's go full force into it, because I think the second one's like 30 or 40 hours or so. But it's great. I really still love it. The aesthetic, the style, the tone, um, the writing for it, it's super over the top. Uh, and it's just, it's great. I can't recommend it enough, especially on Steam. It's like 20 bucks or so, because it's so old at this point. Um, there are times where the graphics feels see it zoomed in and you'll see like an eye kind of sliding back and forth a little bit or something like twitching or clipping through. So it's, you know, it still looks nice, but it's not the most technically proficient uh, when it comes to graphic. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty rough. And I think being on a computer and like with a good monitor, you can see that even more clear. It's like, Ooh, this does not handle well. Cause I think it was released on the Wii originally. I'm not sure. So it's it's kind of dated graphics wise, um, but it's a real fun game. I for the life of me could not get the timing down. Um, if you dodge at the right second, you get uh, essentially bullet time. It's called witch time, and just everything slowed down. You can combo into people, and that's a very prominent mechanic in the game. Like some bosses and some enemies, you absolutely need it just to damage them. And I just had so much trouble getting it, so it was a lot harder than it needed to be. The hardest fight I died, like, 15 times on was just these two guys. Like, there's these enemies that are, like, the twin enemies that appear at the same time. And they just combo into you while the other one's hitting you. And it's just so frustrating. And they were by far the most difficult enemy I ever fought in that game. And they weren't even, like, a mini-boss. They were just a random goon you fight along the way. 
Oh, so geez. yeah, it was really weird. Like especially compared to the final boss, it was like, oh, this is much easier. Um, and weirdly mm-hmm. enough, as soon as I beat it, my roommate was gone for like two weeks. As soon as he came back, he started playing it. So uh, that was a weird coincidence. Um, what else? I got back into Rivals of Rivals of Ether. Ether. Yeah, yeah, I think that's. I remember you mentioning this one. Yeah, it's like a 2D platforming um, sort of fighter game, kind of like in the tone of uh, Super Smash Brothers, like a platform fighter. And uh, they got like five new characters, I believe. Yeah, five characters. And I bought two of them. It's like a frog and a lion from the future. For anyone who doesn't play, <laughs> it's a really weird sentence there. Um, but yeah, all the characters are like animal sort of uh, designs. So it's real fun. Um, it's, uh, it's, it, it's not a standard fighting game. Like, it's not just like Tekken or Street Fighter where you just jump in and be like, oh yeah, I know these moves from this other game. Like, it's really kind of unique to itself. So it takes a while to get back into and relearn everyone. But I'm enjoying it for, you know, for now. I don't think I'll stick to it too much because I'm terrible at fighting games and most games, apparently, according to this podcast. Uh, and, oh, I went to the Overwatch, uh, arena. Out here in LA. Oh, oh how was that? It was really cool. Apparently, a friend of mine's husband like is an le- electrician there or something, so he gets like free tickets. What? And they do like most games are played on like a Thursday, Friday, or Saturday. And apparently, Friday, Saturdays are sold out, but like Thursday, everyone's at work, so they scramble to get people. So they just get free tickets every now and then. They're just like, "Hey, fill up the seats." And it was really That's cool to cool. see live, but. Um, I was talking to my friend who doesn't play. Her husband does, but she doesn't. Um, it's it's so impossible to follow anything that's going on if you aren't a big player in Overwatch. Like, if you're a casual observer or like you like the design of the characters but don't like the game itself, you can't follow any of it. It's just so confusing. I can't cause... even follow it, and I've played ranked Overwatch, and I can't even watch <laughs> them. That's funny. Yeah, with a lot of the games, it's just like, a third-party cam that just, like, floats above everything, or, like, a bird's-eye view. But with Overwatch, it goes from that to the individual player's perspective to another player's perspective on the different team to the third-party cam, like, drone cam, to, like, and just swaps around seemingly at random because there was a point where they're holding the point and there's going to be a good combo against, like, a few players, and it switches right before the it hits the players. So it's like, oh, no, why you missed it the best part? But that's the thing, dude. That's somebody's job, and they're, like, trying their best to, like, present it in a way, and, like, during the credits of it, it'll be, like, videographed by these people, or I, I don't know the right verbiage, but... Well, yeah, I know, because, I mean, I did that for a hockey team. I know uh, how frustrating right. it can be to switch. But, like, it just, I don't know, it seems to be almost... It seems to be timed. It seems like they only do it for a few seconds or minutes at a time and then switch cameras, like, regardless. So, regardless of what's being played on screen. Okay. So, uh, that was kind of frustrating. Um, but, yeah, so it's just so hard to follow because even someone who plays it a ton, like I do, I probably got, like, 600 hours in it. Um, it seems like the main counter to another team is to pick those characters. So, it's almost a mirror match with every single match. So, it's just the exact same heroes picked on both sides. So the camera will switch from, you know, a tracer on one team to a tracer on the other team. Oh, jeez. And the only way to really tell the difference is by the look at the the weapons you see, the color of them. And if you're not paying attention to that right away, you can be really confused. Like, wait, why are they fighting their teammates now? What's happening? It's like, oh, we switched players. Like, I didn't even realize it. 
So I think they could do a better way of identifying where the camera is and just really working that out because it can just be really jarring. And even for people that play it a lot, it's hard to follow and watch. But it was a really cool experience going to the arena itself and going, <laughs> seeing all the, you know, merchandise in one place. And God, Blizzard's expensive stuff. Do they serve alcohol? Um, no, I don't believe so. They have like a small skin, uh, concession area. Um, okay. you can get like some nachos and like some warm cookies and stuff, but I don't think it was too fleshed out. It's not its own building. It's a rented studio space in a bigger studio lot. Okay. No, so, that's, I was just curious because like, I guess there's probably, they're probably aiming for a younger audience actually. So I guess they're not really probably trying to serve drinks. They, uh, you can buy beer, uh, at the like Starcraft uh finales and stuff like that at blizzcon um that's cool they the anaheim convention center sells it but the, i think that's oh, the okay. only i i, I th- don't think that they to my knowledge the place in burbank is not supposed to be a permanent place like they want all of the teams to be centered in their home cities within a year or two so i think maybe that's why they're like renting it out and didn't worry about liquor licenses and stuff but i do think i i definitely remember in the past having had beer and watching starcraft so Oh, okay, that would make a lot more sense because yeah, it's it's a it's definitely done well. It looks very nice inside, but it's clearly like a rented facility. It's not yeah their permanent location, um, so I wouldn't be surprised. And yeah, I think it's just easier to avoid liquor license because it's it's not that big. There's not that many people you can fit in there, so I don't think it the money you would get from uh you know selling beer would actually be worth going through all the hassle of like the licensing and all that shit. So I wouldn't be surprised. Um, but that's cool to hear that they're aiming to get the teams in their own cities because otherwise there's really no reason to have them in the cities te- at all. Well, to have the teams named after cities because not like most of the players, the players are from the city. Yeah. <laughs> like right. I'd say like 60% of the league is South Korean. Like they're from Korea. So it's like they're not right. even from this country, you know, let alone London or uh, Florida. Like it's weird that they're representing those cities, but have no reason to. Well, the, um, the players feel is- that way too. Yeah. It's 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 a it's a sponsorship thing, right? Like the money's got to come from somewhere. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like these these people need plane tickets, they need hotel rooms, they need you know, like there's all this stuff that goes along with it. And at the end of the day, the people that are most receptive to like throwing money at this is like, oh, city governments. Um, I just listened to a podcast the other day with a, a guy that very casually does like esports. Um, part of it is like poker, but like part of it is also like Dota and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and he he was having a meeting with uh, uh, some 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 folks from from the Birmingham city government in, in the UK, um, and they were like so jazzed about like bringing in Jazz. esports players and like setting up all this stuff because like they wanted to treat it like a real sport and like make Birmingham, Birmingham the the center of like esports uh, in the UK. And it had nothing to do with the city of Birmingham. It was yeah. how do we get in on the ground floor of esports in the UK and and how do we make this a thing? Like London had turned their nose up at at the the prospect of being this. Um and so like other cities are like, oh well we'll do it. <laughs> you know, like if we can bring people in, we'll get tourism, this is good for local businesses. Um and so it's it's an interesting sort of thing because it it sort of takes on a lot of the properties of like professional sports, uh where, you know, like there's a baseball game and people come in from all over the place and um, you, you get the same thing to some extent with esports. Um, 
which is why you end up with with these cities doing stuff. I will be really interested to see when you have um, sort of like privately owned and, and funded esports teams, it, it, sort of like how the NFL works or, or really any professional sport these days, where like you have some rich billionaire that like owns an esports team and they're like, oh, I think it's going to be in uh, Utah this time, <laughs> you know, and then like Salt Lake City is like losing their shit. They're like, oh, let us build a, a video game in esports arena. For you. <laughs> yeah, well, exactly. I know. I know, uh, it, I feel like it's gotta be easier to build, like, an esports arena, just cause you don't have to have the actual, like, space to have, like, mm-hmm. a football field, but I also know the equipment's extremely sensitive to the point where, um, at the Overwatch League arena, they have a set temperature for all, like, the servers and stuff, and they can't change it at all, and apparently one guy, uh, cranked up the AC to be a little warmer, cause people, uh, guests were complaining how cold it was, and he was fired on the spot, cause he almost destroyed yeah. all the servers in, like, the server room, cause it was too hot. Um, well, it, the, part of that is just like bad <laughs> planning. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, like, like we said, it's a it's a rented facility, so it's not built to their specifications. Yeah. so they got to work with what they got. But yeah, I, data, I do agree. I think it's hard. interesting because I think that's where Blizzard wants to go. I think Blizzard wants to turn it into. I think Blizzard is on the forefront of making it like regular sports. Like mm-hmm. they're following yeah. almost all of the soccer model with how they've put together all the Overwatch stuff, and that's where they want it to go. But because that's where they want it to go, they've put all of the money into it, and they own all of the teams, and they, you know, once the teams are in their cities and they have a place that they're regularly playing in their cities, like, I'm assuming Blizzard's paying for that too. And so it's it's interesting to see how Blizzard will be, if Blizzard will be able to, like, let go and turn it into a privately funded thing when they are, they're setting it all up with on their own dime. And I'm, yeah, I'm, that's, I'm just curious to see like, if they're going to be able to make that transition, because I know that's their ideal goal down the mm, road. Right. But also, if you've put up the money to like set it up worldwide and have the league going and have the teams, like, how do you let people into that? That's I a think good this point. follows the model of, of something else, which is very similar in a different way. Um, and that's the XFL, right? Like, everybody knows that the XFL was a giant fucking disaster, um everyone knows about the xfl (laughs) yeah they're they're making they're they're trying to make it a thing again but Mm. the the reason why the xfl was a disaster was mostly because lack of funding and and lack of organization like they really did not plan it out very well (laughs) (laughs) it was was a good idea um with the right demographic in mind but they just did a piss poor job of really executing anything about it um but if you look at the model that they had, they were trying to create a new type of sports league, and it was all owned. Every single team was owned by the same company, the WWE or WWF at the time. Um, and they 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 just poured money into it and got like all of these these like scrappy teams around the country together um, with the intention of eventually making it a sort of decentralized thing that that was owned and operated by other people. The, the, the really tricky part is like, if you're in blizzard shoes and you want to make these things like a real thing, it's incredibly hard to find people with money that will be like, yeah, I'll buy this up and like sponsor it and like make sure it happens. And I won't lose interest in two years. Yeah. Um, you really got to like prove that, Oh yeah, there's money here. And so it's not just going to be like a, a frivolous investment. That's well, go I think nowhere. that's why all of the teams are out. Like why all of the, um, it's all being done out of the Burbank studio right now, but they have plans to move it to individual locations is my guess is like mm-hmm. they want private investors and individuals to fund the teams in their own cities. 
And so like, Blizzard is taking care of them kind of close to home and getting it started, but they're not planning on like putting players up in different cities and building like studios like the Burbank studio in each city so that they have like a home place to play and stuff like that. I think that they're, and that's why I don't know, like, they have not said, to my knowledge, like, a projected date for going live where, like, Philly would come to Philly and they would play in Philly and then you'd, like, do home games and away games and stuff like that. I think they're waiting for someone else to put their money in. Yeah. Um, but they have to, like, have proof of concept that it's financially viable first. Yeah, I don't know how, how financially viable it is, but I know if anyone's able to do it, it's Blizzard because they've also done it with Heroes of the Storm and StarCraft. They have, I definitely know there's uh, independent contractors or owners rather uh, who own their own private teams for that and run and organize all that. I don't think there's any real like arenas. Like I don't think any of them have big enough to justify an esports arena uh, in any particular city. Um, but I, it, Seeing how big and popular it's gotten, and the fact that Blizzard owns three of the biggest like American esports, if you want to call them, uh, with Overwatch, StarCraft, and Heroes of the Storm, um, it could definitely be a contender to justify building a place for it. So it's interesting to see. Totally. Uh, God, I think that's the most we've talked about Overwatch since the game came out. That's funny. Yeah, <laughs> Mark's like really pissed he's not here, but uh, <laughs> no, that's fine. Uh, I guess games I played, I did get back into Prey a little bit, that, like, outer space, like, horror game. Um, yeah. God, it's hard as fuck, though. Like, I remember <laughs> why I put it down. Like, I'm struggling. I have, like, no ammunition. These enemies are hard. I, I wonder what difficulty setting I started the game on. I almost feel like I should start over on, like, easy or something just so I can get a real playthrough. But it's pretty challenging. I do want to finish that, though. Um, but most importantly, I did get back into some more retro games. I've been playing Battletoads like nonstop and streaming <laughs> like crazy. And you want a nice, know. easy, casual game like fucking uh, dude, Battletoads. I didn't realize how insanely challenging it was. It's like, notorious I, for being know, like the really hardest is. game. It quite literally is. And I, the thing is, especially level three, Turbo Tunnel, I think it's called. Oh, yeah. Yep. Dude, you like fight a few enemies. First off, the beginning of level three, the music's terrible. Like throughout the entire game, I love <laughs> the music, but the beginning music for level three is like the most like I want to rip my ears off, like claw them out of my fucking skull. Like it's terrible, but the music's terrible. And then you have to fight a couple guys and then you get on these like little motor hover bike kind of things. It's like, I don't know, reminiscent of like a speeder bike in Star Wars, but you're a frog on a speeder bike and you have like, you're, there's two lanes and, uh, obstacles are going to be coming at you so you have to dodge the obstacles at high speed velocity and it just throws all sorts of shit at you there's uh four or five checkpoints i think total until you get past that point and goddamn i remember the first time i was streaming it i lost all of my lives like you have a shitload of lives and in level two specifically you can do like you fight these crows and if you kick them against the wall over and over again you like get more points so it'd be like 1000 points 5000 points 750 or 7500 10,000 and then after 10,000 it's a one up and if I'm not mistaken, the way the game works, like you could have full lives. And if you get a couple extra one ups, like it like takes that into account, just like not all of them, but like a few. So like the first couple times I would die on the bike, I wouldn't lose a heart. I'm like, oh, that's probably because I got some extra one ups. But long story short, 
it's just an extremely challenging game. I did get past level three on stream, or actually the first time it happened, it was off stream. And I was in Adam from Press Continued Podcast stream set, telling him, I was like, I did it. And he's like, I don't believe you. I'm like, I'm going to stream uh, level four <laughs> just to show you. Exactly. So I did. And then uh, the next day I ended up uh, doing it live on stream. I should export that to YouTube just to prove it to people. But it is <laughs> so goddamn challenging. And now that I've done it so many times, I feel like I can get through it way easier. It's weird how it is just one of those like practice makes perfect. Like these games really it's muscle memory. Your- yeah, it really is. Yeah. Um, so now that I got that kind of memorized, I'm I'm blazing through that. But I, I'm thinking to myself, oh, well, that's the hard level. What's next? I can't get past level four now. It's so goddamn hard. Uh, I, I think, if I'm not mistaken, I was like 95% through the level and then I f- died on my last life. It's so in- incredibly challenging. There's red spikes that like insta-kill you. Um, there's these snow men like literally you'll jump on a platform and as the platform's moving a snowball will come out of nowhere they just or like a spike will fall from the sky like the game is designed to like kick your fucking ass and it's like or muscle memory figure it out and it's it's insane so i want to beat battletoads but i hear it's 12 levels long and i'm like already struggling with level three and four so i don't know if i'll ever beat that game but i do intend on streaming it more um and there was a hellish I was going to say it's hellish, and I think, at least for me, the biggest hurdle for it was you could do co-op and have two people playing it. That might help me. But there was friendly fire, so it would just constantly be me and my brother killing each other over Mm. and over again, either intentional or unintentional. So it just made it much harder. That makes sense. I I would like to try co-op and see if I make it any further, but we'll see. Um, There was a few others I revisited, Animaniacs, uh, Aladdin... Um, trying to recall, but they're they're all so goddamn hard. Animaniacs kind of reminded me of Ah Real Monsters, where you have like control of three characters, and each one has its own little special move, and you have to use that to interact with the levels. It for its time, it was really innovative. Um, but mm-hmm. also just these games are insanely challenging. So that's really all I've been playing. My girlfriend though has been going like ham on everybody's golf, but the thing is, she's not doing the golfing portion. You can actually go fishing in that game. <laughs> <laughs> There's like uh there's like in the home area there's a couple of spots to fish but if you go in the online maps there's all sorts of areas to go fishing salt water fresh water and there's a whole variety of rarities and like you level up your character in a fishing level and it's funny just knowing that it's like I reminded her today she's like what's that level like why are we level 40 when it says I'm level 20 I'm like that's your golfer level <laughs> we're playing a golfing game but that's the thing so it, it was just funny um but she caught some really cool rare fish and it was, I'm really happy that she's helping me out there i think one of my favorite things is finding out people who get obsessed or immersed in like the weird side mini games of an actual game yes and it seems at least seems to be most consistently fishing it is i was just gonna say final fantasy 15 for me like yeah i I, I was obsessed with it i would literally log in the game and be like oh let's go do a main quest actually I'm going to go fish. And then I never did any, then it's like time to go to bed. I'm like, Oh fuck. I just, yeah, the whole night. <laughs> exactly. It's so strange. And I've been watching a lot of uh, Yakuza zero because it's only for PS3 and PS4, but yeah. just from watching it, I highly recommend anyone who hasn't already played it. And it's, it's the origin story for like two characters, I think. So it's great. If you don't know any, if it's your first Yakuza game, like you don't need to know prior history. Um, but there's like the main story to it all where you are a Yakuza member, as the title would imply. But there's just like a hundred mini games and like side things to play around with. And I've just seen almost every stream I've seen of it. 
the player just immediately gets derailed onto one of them. Like, every person picks their favorite minigame and just plays that for, like, hours on end. So it's really interesting to see. I mean, fuck Gwent was a minigame in Witcher 3, and that became its own game. Yeah. Yep. So I it's I think I saw crazy. a recent update for that, too. I don't recall exactly what happened there. But. Yeah, apparently there's, like, a big overhaul. I <laughs> I hated Gwent in Witcher 3, so I, I haven't been keeping up on it, but apparently they're overhauling, like, a huge mechanic of the system. So you know what I'll tell you I wish was a, a, a game that is currently a mini game but was never made into its own game. Um you remember the the mobile game Sorcery? It was like the choose your own yes. adventure. Yeah. Um, I was playing it thanks to you, yes. In Sorcery, there's a game called Swindle Stones. Oh. Um oh, it's like yeah. a it's like a dice game and and uh I won't go into the mechanics. I may have gone into the mechanics in a previous episode. Uh go back and listen, listener. Um <laughs> do, like, do it yourself. Dig far and deep into these episodes. <laughs> it it has sort of the 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 same sort of feel as as Gwent, where like you can play it with like random NPCs throughout the game. But then there's also like a casino in in the city that like you can go to, and there's a whole bunch of people playing it. Um, I really wish they would just like make that into its own game. You like, maybe like play against other real people. Um, it's an interesting game because the mechanics of it make it almost impossible to play in real life. Um, but because it, it's it's digital and like the computer can manage it, it's it's an interesting sort of thing. It involves totally. magic. Uh, well, we've talked about that with uh, Final Fantasy IX, the card game in that. We're just oh like, yeah, God, release some Tetra Master. Oh, Tetra Master. We're like, God, release a mobile version of that. Fucking sell like hotcakes. I remember, and somebody did, and it was a goddamn like uh, it was a terrible a cheap, bootleg, yeah. and it was horrendous. It was like virus ridden. I couldn't. It was horrible. Yeah, do an official one. I'll fucking buy that up. Same. That, well, I ended up just getting Final Fantasy IX for mobile, so I could play. <laughs> oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> I was doing that for a little while. Um, but anyway, let's uh maybe do some stumpers before we do some news. If Bass is down for it, play the jingle. Woo. Here comes our first stumper. This one comes to us from the topic toothbrushing. Oh. Is it unhealthy to gag? I gag twice a day every day when I brush my teeth. <laughs> well, I feel bad for her boyfriend. <laughs> Yuck. Uh, but that's the thing. Oh, let's keep this PG-13. Thank you very much. The show no, has never been. no, we've never agreed to that. <laughs> but is it unhealthy um, to gag? I mean, it's, well, I... I mean, it's probably not unhealthy to gag. It's unhealthy to throw to vomit, right? Is it? Vomit. Oh, I'm in trouble. Um, <laughs> or is that actually healthy? Is your body doing you a good solid? Well, no, it's not good. I mean, it's good to expel whatever in you. Like that's what your body's trying to do. But it's also you throwing up stomach acid, so it's like uh, eroding your like tooth enamel, and that's why. Um, if we want to get real here, uh, people who are bulimic usually have bad teeth. It's because they throw up all the time and actually wear away their teeth. Uh, from oh, the stomach acids, um, it's true. But yeah, if it's is it bad to gag? Uh, if it's uh like an unconscious re- or not unconscious, but like your body's doing it just like all the time, probably want to get that checked out. You might have a big u- uvula or something. Well, I'm uh, wondering twice a day, every day, and, twice and, a day, every day. 
And can't you get that removed? Like the uvula, yeah. Well, the uvula doesn't make you gag. The uvula is is just like a little yeah. You punch the reflex. Yeah, you'd still be like yeah. even without that little fucker. But you'd I be feel like, like eh. but I feel like but if that's you're the trigger. So, if you're so sensitive back there that you're gagging twice a day every day, like that's so serious. That's a lot. It's uh, only when they're brushing their teeth, and I'm curious: are they brushing their teeth with dog shit? Well, what? I'm curious. Are what? they? Hold how, no, how they Basta, Basta, hold up. We can't just gloss over what the fuck Doug just said. Doug is high as shit. <laughs> Let's be honest. Brush <laughs> your teeth with dog shit. Well, why would they be gagging? Because you're hitting the back of your throat. We just said the uvula. Why would you I assume know. dog shit? What are you shoving your toothbrush in your? Are you deep throating your toothbrush? Well, this is what I want to know. How far back brush? are they brushing? Like, do they have teeth going all the way back to the back of their throat? Like, oh what, god, what that's a weird mental image. So far back uh, there? Just it keeps going back. Just an endless void of teeth. Here's the thing: like, if you physically uh. can't put something in your mouth without gagging, then like, how do you not starve? Right. So like. If food goes on your teeth, but toothbrushes can't, like, how are you brushing your teeth? Well, you can't chew up a toothbrush. That's, That's the point why. of teeth. You break down the food before it goes back there. There's obviously something gross in the process of them brushing their teeth that's <laughs> making them gag. No, I think they're just shoving it too far back. Why would you even shove it so far back? Why would you because assume- Because there's somebody asking this question on Unless you have a tooth, know, like, down people, your throat. Some people have more teeth than other people. Or maybe their mouth is unusually small, and they have the normal number of teeth, but a very small mouth. Yeah, some people have less. Some people are born without their wisdom teeth at all, those lucky sons of bitches. Let um, me pose another scenario for you guys. What if this is not mouth teeth at all? What no, if this is along no. the lines of the movie Teeth. No, no, Vagina dentata. Uh, I don't know why that would make you gag either, though. Yeah, I was gonna say that's that. <laughs> that makes even less sense to me. That yeah, sounds me like too. a that sounds like Listen, a really good pasta. I've I've never <laughs> get a plate of vagina dentata. Ah, gabagool. My mama's alfredo sauce. <laughs> Motherfucker. Get that white sauce. Mm -mm. <laughs> it's so good, it'll make you gag. <laughs> okay, here comes our next one. This one, this, this one comes from... Come to a, Jesus fucking Christ. This one comes from the topic, hot air balloons. How do hot air balloonists defecate? <laughs> the same way airplanes do. They just drop it. <laughs> What I mean, the obvious answer is with their buttholes, but <laughs> <laughs> the obvious you're wrong about that. I've never met any hot air balloonists. <laughs> I mean, I can't prove that wrong. Um, do they have smaller bags and they drop the hot bags down so they're hot Carl bags? Do they have a smaller hot air balloon that they poop into and then launch that? <laughs> let it sail away. Someone, someone just flying behind them in a jet with like a big butterfly net, just scooping up these balloons full of turds. I think what's interesting to me is that this person seems to be thinking that hot air balloonists are still doing like around the world in eighty days type. Hot air <laughs> <laughs> Good right. point. Good point. Aren't most hot air balloon trips like a couple of hours? Like no one's crossing <laughs> countries and oceans in hot air balloons, right? Or am I, I just, that? I just imagine a guy over to like Atlantic Ocean, just like without any land in sight, being like, "Uh oh!" Right. Like, <laughs> I didn't plan this. A hot air balloonist over the ocean would poop into the ocean for sure. Yeah, they may yeah. not be excited Absolutely. that they're over the ocean, 
but they would at least have a place I think I would be pretty scared if I was a hot air balloonist over the ocean. Like, yeah. It, with no land in sight and I'm in a hot air balloon, like, that's a really questionable situation to find yourself in. What Do they have um, a little trap door? It just, like, lets out and they just, that's like... That's what I'm curious that's about. A, yeah. Airdrop it? I want to know if there's a little, little trap door. And is it with, big like, enough for you to fall it? through? Because that'd be scary. Yeah, I, I think a trap door is too dangerous. I don't think it's worth the risk. Yeah, I mean, if I had a hot air balloon of my own, it would definitely have a trapdoor. Like, let's be fucking honest. Like, dude, (laughs) mine would have a fucking fucking porter potty built in, so I wouldn't even have this problem. Yeah, this would be an emperor's new groove situation. I would have (laughs) levers everywhere. Like, it would be. (laughs) But then you pull the wrong lever. Well, that's the fucking point. How else am I going to make that reference if I don't have a wrong lever? (laughs) Why is my hot air balloon always flying over these alligator pits? How'd you even get here? I don't know. By all accounts, we shouldn't have gotten here before they did. Uh, I, I want to... I, I, I'm pretty sure there's like a bingo card entry for like referencing movies from the 90s. And so like if, if you're following along at home, please feel free to check that one out. No, we didn't make that bingo card because that's literally our entire podcast. We don't oh, yeah, do anything besides that. Yeah. And Emperor's New Groove is one of my favorites. So I reference <laughs> it all day. This next question comes to us from the topic photography. What do we call a person who loves cameras? Oh, a photo file. 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 That's right. Photo file. Done. Next question. <laughs> wow. We did it. <laughs> we finally answered something. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. Perverted. <laughs> well, what, all right. Here we go. Let's define loves. What, in what sense does this person love a camera? Is it sexual? Copulation. All right. Um, I'm thinking like, yeah, just collecting a bunch of them. You're trying to it, ram your course. genitals in the shutter stock? Oh, like, no, though. Mm, yeah, give me that DSLR sensor. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know enough about cameras to continue this line of jokes. <laughs> yeah, me neither. I was going to say, just like disposable ones are. <laughs> <laughs> the prostitute of the camera yeah. world. Exactly. Oh, just hey, the one night stand. Ditto's Get the out of here, you slut. Pokemon and disposable cameras are the prostitute of cameras. <laughs> you use them for a day and then you throw them out. Ditto is they the disposable the camera of the Pokemon world. There we go. Jeez, That's what I was trying to write. <laughs> well, this got way more out of hand than I had ever possibly anticipated. I mean, a, a camera makes sense for an analogy for sex. You feel full of your good memories you want to preserve. So, like, what? it's kind of like filling kinda, it full yeah. of your good Juices. Brent's All right, this <laughs> next question comes to us from the topic no. salt. No, I tried. Is it true that you will die after eating three teaspoons of salt? Yes, it's no. the quickest way to suicide. Absolutely. Is that true? No. Oh. <laughs> no, I am. How do you know it's not true? I have I've never tried ever it. Ever since I was a kid, I just like eat table salt. Like, oh, no. Yeah, like just like pour it into my hand and then like eat it. Um, are you a are you a deer? Three tablespoons or teaspoons? <laughs> I don't either. think I've ever eaten three teaspoons at once. I don't think that I could do that. But I've definitely had the quantity of three teaspoons over a short amount of time, like oh, less than a day. Dude. Yeah, there's a, a lot. You, I feel like there's a certain like threshold you can't cross. I think you're very lucky to be alive, to be honest. <laughs> well, I like say- my dad. My dad put so much salt on his steak that you can see the salt on top of the steak. Oh, no. Oh, that. Oh, all right. I don't respect that. I will say, though, <laughs> since, you, since you are from South Car- uh, California, uh, I've I've seen, like, adding salt to fruit as a thing out here. Well, so, well, like, that's, it's not well, that's the thing too is, I'm, I'm, I'm half Mexican, and 
Mexicans you love their salt and put it on everything. I knew once uh, the first uh, Mexican restaurant that I got delivery from in Philly, uh, I knew I had picked the right place because they sent me one set of utensils, two napkins, and ten packets of salt. And I was like, <laughs> this is a this real is place. This is, this is not good white stuff. people making this food because they know enough to know that it is one person's amount of food, but that I might need ten packets of salt. Get <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that good shit. Mm-hmm. There's also these like flavor crystals out here that I get like a fruit drink from, and they just pour them all over a piece of fruit, and it's like spicy fruit. I don't know. It's weird. It's, yeah, it's, weird it's, it's it's like chili lime salt crystallized. They like mix yeah. it together and crystallize it's, it. It's like a solid margarita. Yeah, Ooh, it's so good. All right, yeah, it is very I good. I highly recommend it on, on mango, specifically. Well, as long as we're talking about tasty, salty things, this next question also comes <laughs> from here. the topic oh. salt. Why do feet taste salty? Mm, all right, now we got to... God damn it. <laughs> I don't want to go into anything sexual, but I do know that dogs... Like to like <laughs> wait, wait, wait. <laughs> why now? Why are, you, why are you putting your foot down now? Because yeah, I why are you putting want... that salty foot down now? Because <laughs> uh, I don't want to that go there. Super sexy salty foot. <laughs> uh, but no, like dogs and stuff. Like I, our poodle, who's no longer with us. I remember he would always like if you had just your bare foot out and on the couch, he would just run up and lick it. And I'm like, that's gross as hell. But as long as you're happy, and it tickled, so it was funny. Yeah, that's actually um, why a lot of animals do lick people, is especially if you're after like you're running and you're sweaty, and like if you've ever had a dog just running your legs and sort of licking your feet and stuff, like. It's, I've been told it's to get the salt from the sweat. Yeah. So it's interesting. So I think that's why they taste salty for dogs. <laughs> we, <laughs> nutrients for dogs. For dogs. Yeah. <laughs> that's why we're man's best friend. <laughs> Intelligent design proven. <laughs> oh, God. I mean, it just makes sense. Like, we're just big sentient salt licks. We're just there for the convenience of dogs and deer and <laughs> sentient salt licks. That's that's a that's an episode title if I ever. Oh, heard but one. we already have one. The Pokemon <laughs> whore. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think sentient salt licks is a good esports uh, e- team. Oh, I like that. This is true. Just this, real salt. this next question, and I think this is going to be our last question, comes to us from a a related seasoning uh, topic: oh. garlic. Ooh. Can I grow a beard and mustache by applying garlic juice on my face? And will it damage my skin? Um, Well, first of all, is this a guy asking this? Because you can just wait. (laughs) Just just do nothing. It's the easiest thing to grow a beard. Pretty much. You do nothing. There's there's a lot that's confusing me about this. I I think my main question, though, is who is juicing garlic? Who has has that kind of time? Now now I'm just imagining a juiced up clove of garlic just like roided out the holy hell and just, just like, like tiny clove after tiny clove after tiny clove and a juicer takes like three hours just to get enough to rub on your on your face it's gonna be the ghosts of jack lalane doing this <laughs> there's, there's no alternative oh man check off outdated reference right there fucking yeah. jack lalane also uh, is this guy like a vampire hunter like why yeah wh- oh is this an anti-vampire mustache and beard that we're talking about? Because, like, <laughs> normal beards are not anti-vampire. Oh, God. I So many questions. I mean, I definitely don't think it would damage skin. I don't know why you would ever think that it would help hair grow. 
Now I'm um, imagining. This is, well, this is the kind. This is the kind of like wives' tale that my mom would like repost on Facebook, <laughs> where it's like, put a slice of onion into your CD-ROM drive and it will clean <laughs> the viruses from your computer naturally. And my yeah. mo- my mom would totally believe that. Like, <laughs> she's like, rub garlic juice on your face for a thicker and fuller beard and mustache. It'll also kill vampires. Uh, now I'm imagining that that episode of uh, Dexter's Lab where they had Action Hank. And Dexter grew the full beard, and they're oh, fighting shit. people with the beard. Yes. And I'm imagining <laughs> Van Helsing with like a beard that's just stabbing Dracula through the heart. Jesus oh, Christ, man. that's an that oldie. Was, that was an incredible <laughs> visual, and that took me way back. <laughs> like I said, it's all we do. It's just 90s references. We don't know uh, anything else. Check it off. Yeah, your we, really, we really don't know anything other than 90s references, <laughs> do we? we? Our maturity man. stopped at 10. Um, I feel like garlic on your skin would like continuous application of garlic on your skin probably would irritate it and or damage it at some point i don't know if it would damage it but it would definitely fucking irritate it like yeah if you get garlic on your hands like it smells for a while and i can imagine that like builds up over time like you're gonna have a rash i i don't think so doesn't garlic have like anti-microbial properties wouldn't it just be kind of like using toner or like astringent on your face which some people do every day but if you use like enough astringent on your face for like a long enough period of time, like it is going to it is going to like dry the shit out of you. Like too much of anything is not a good thing. And I can't imagine that like the amount of garlic needed to grow a beard is going to be like well within the tolerance of human facial uh sensitivity. Like you you're going to have some skin problems eventually. Like at at the very least like people are not going to want to be around you or kiss you or like anything. Well, yeah, I mean, Wait, your yeah. face is off limits. Yeah, Wait, that, that is they... not a person I want to sit next to in a movie theater. See, I disagree. That's that's, that's specifically who I would want to sit next to. <laughs> rather, the gamble of Bo by uh, Job of the Hut over there in the corner, or sit next to the dude that smells like garlic bread twenty four seven. Like, yeah, but see, uh, the thing is, Bo and garlic bread are two similar smells that, like, once you yeah. smell it on a person, you can't tell what's Bo and what's garlic bread. And the garlic Ooh, bread is deceiving because there is no actual garlic bread at the end of that smell trail. It's just a goddamn <laughs> garlic beard. Yep. <laughs> you fucking garlic teas. There's nothing here. I want uh, garlic bread, not garlic beard. <laughs> garlic beard right. is uh, my uh, new metal band. <laughs> well, that was Stumpers. But well, that was Stumpers. <laughs> Jinx. <laughs> All right, well, let's do some quick news before we do some plugs and wrap this one up. Uh, One thing that I know I wanted to just bring to the table real quick was I know on a previous episode we talked how Lawbreakers came to an end or is, like, slowly uh, dying. Uh, The creators of that have their new next effort at trying to be relevant, and you guessed it, (sighs) it's a Battle Royale game, and it's getting some mixed reviews, if not just relatively negative, and... A lot of people, I was I was looking at it, it doesn't look terrible, but it does look like, one mm. comment I saw was like, it looks like a student's project, and I'm like, ouch, that's not a great uh, review you want to hear, but it's just, it's free to play, but they're, and it's early access, go, go figure. And it's extreme early access. Yeah, it's it seems buggy as hell, I'm, I won't, uh, I don't know, defend this game at all, and there's a $15 DLC pack already, and I'm thinking to myself, the game's not done, and you guys are already trying to make money off it. 
I appreciate it that it's free to play, but also it looks, it, I don't know, it looks junky. It looks like they're they, trying to be on trend. It looks like shit. They also announced it as the same time they announced they're stopping Lawbreakers. Like, they're not putting any more effort into Lawbreakers. So it's kind of like, hey, our previous project failed. By the way, we got this new one that's just clearly riding the, you know, trend wagon and just exactly. hopping on that. So it's like, god damn. Like, it's also Cliff Blazinski and it's Lawbreakers is their first game for that studio and it just, it's on a bad foot. Like, already, I don't expect much from them. Yeah. Um. One other thing I wanted to say was that uh, Snoop Dogg was celebrating the return of his nephew, Spire the Dragon. Uh, I don't know why he considers Spire the Dragon <laughs> his nephew, but that's just hilarious. Uh, and I'm excited for Spire the Dragon. Hell, that's going to be three games very reminiscent of like the uh, revamp of Crash Bandicoot. I think it's going to be so similar in the sense that people are going to be like, oh man, I love Spyro. It's going to be great. And then they play and they're like, God, these levels are tedious or extremely <laughs> hard. And it's like, yeah, that's how they were. Like, it's it was, always been like that. It was very collectathony for sure. Absolutely. Um, I think because I was talking to a coworker about ukulele, and he's like, oh yeah, wasn't that game terrible? I'm like, no, it was just a, it was a good collectathon. People just forgot how annoying collectathons were. It's just because that's what so many of the games were at that time. So we just thought it was good. And it's nice we re- revisiting, though. I don't it's know. Co- it, I think it's for I, the certain audience. Yeah, I think Ukulele is a good game. I think it is like at its core a good game. I think just people realize how annoying it got because like <laughs> Banjo Kazooie Collectathon. It's like, oh, this is fun. Assassin's Creed Collectathon. Fuck that. Yeah. So I think point. people just got over it real quick. That makes sense. Oh, one real big one I have to mention as a news topic. Uh, we just were on our previous episode just discussing the end of the attack. Well, their next project, uh, coming from Alex Korea. Uh, we got. Coral's going to be involved, Nick and Joey. They are all starting Coral. their own uh, Twitch stream called Cyber Garbage, so you can check that out. Uh, go follow them on Twitch and stuff, uh, and Twitter. Um, I'm looking forward to it. The first episode's actually tonight uh, at 10 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 Time uh, PST, so check it out. Nice. Um, but yeah, so I'm really excited to see them back at it. Uh, they have a little uh, trailer announcement video you can go check out on YouTube. Um, and it already it just seems like Alex Korea keeping alive the vibe of what the attack was going to do. I'm I'm hopeful. Hopeful. Wide-eyed optimism. Another one uh, that caught my eye was the King of Kong star is stripped <laughs> of his high scores. This guy, uh, Billy Mitchell, he looks like yeah, a real this guy. tool. Yeah. yeah, apparently everyone hates him. And even one of my favorite... Co- uh, cartoons uh regular show in their earlier seasons had an episode where they had a character named bobby garrett or no garrett garrett bobby ferguson and it was a very obvious uh jabber like uh his personality yeah a poke at him um but that's the thing they made it so that his character was a giant floating head so apparently he even went to the trouble of trying to sue regular show and it didn't pan out. The judge was like, this is a giant floating head from space. Are you a giant <laughs> floating head from space? It was like, no. But he does grow arms and stuff. And I don't know. There's this funny scene where someone kicks him in the balls area where you think he would have balls, but it's just his chin because he's a giant head. So it's just really funny. And it, I don't know. This guy seems like a tool. <laughs> Apparently, they revoked everything he's ever earned because he cheated. So it's like, okay, yeah, well, yeah. You're, you're getting all these documentaries about you and like doing all this stuff and being so cocky. And then all of a sudden, we learn that it was just because you did some kind of method of cheating. Well, well then, did, fuck you. Did, was it proven that he actually did cheat? I know he used an emulator. So I don't know if he actually did cheat, but it'd be extremely easy to cheat with an emulator. Yes. 
And so the thing is, there's no way of proving that you did not cheat. Okay, that's it. what it is. Because yeah. what you can do with an emulator, you can like say CPU cycle by CPU cycle, like pause it and then either rewind or like continue. And the recording will just look like you're playing through straight. Whereas in reality, you may have like undone and like redone certain parts of the of the game. Mm, okay. Because, yeah, I remember if you've seen the King of Kong documentary, they played a ton on G4 back when that was still around. Um mm-hmm. It shows that, yeah, he, the main guy, I forget his name, the guy that fo- they follow this documentary around, um, who's playing Donkey Kong Jr., uh, he gets a level, and Bill, uh, Billy Mitchell says, like, if he has to beat my record, he has to do it in person in this arc, in this Twin Galaxies arcade in front of people, in front of an official, like, uh, record keeper. And he does that. He beats the record. And then Billy Mitchell just, like, swat, slides in. He's like, oh, yeah, by the way, here's a video of me playing it. Um, and I'll just send it to Dean and proving that I beat his new record. Yeah. And it's like, no, 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 no. no. On VHS. Yeah. yeah. He just like, like sends him a video. What? It's just like, it's like, no, 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 you son of a bitch. You just did exactly what you forced the other guy not to do. Fuck you. Yeah. And he, he owns like a hot sauce company or something while the other guy was an unemployed teacher. And this is what he was doing this time. So it's like, fucking let this guy have it. You unmedicated prick. Like fuck Billy Mitchell. Yeah. That's yeah. funny. I mean, right, but, I had but that's that. Billy Mitchell's whole world though. Like, yeah, it's a sad, empty world. He has and that's nothing his, else. He's, not he's got a hot sauce company. Oh, I can't recommend this episode of Regular Show enough. That's exactly how his character is portrayed. He's like, you can't take this freaking uh, high score from me. It means everything to me. And then he like ends up screwing them over. You have to watch it. It's yeah, it's Billy Mitchell. Phenomenal. He's yeah. got a whole hot sauce company. He He's the runner. <laughs> he owns a hot sauce company. Fucking pay attention to that instead of your dumb high score that does nothing for you. That's funny and bizarre. All right, um, uh, two other things I really want to mention quick. God of War apparently getting 10, 10 out of 10 yeah, across the board. So every time I, I turn around, there's another it. good review. I've already pre-ordered turn it. Yeah, I need to get my hands on that one for sure. Um, uh, I, uh, I, I don't want to buy a PS4 just because yes, we, <laughs> we only got one TV and I don't need other stuff to take my time away. But like between Yakuza and this and – oh, god damn it, like – and I'm sure there's a good deal of, like, nostalgia-blinding people. Of, like, oh, boy, it's a new God of War. And it's, like, HD graphics. Like, cool. Automatic 10 out of 10. Like, they were with, like, Breath of the Wild. Like, I'm sure it's not a perfect game. But, uh, but it's going to be pretty fucking great. And that's so. what I'm hearing even from, like, the really... Well, who knows who's paid off or what. But, like, yeah. just, like, people you respect uh, are saying, like, the, the voice acting. They had a really impressive guy do the voice acting. It's just all around, like, really artsy and well done. So I do want to give it a chance. I'm going to go in blind as best as I can um, eventually. Not, no time soon. Got too many games on my plate. Another one that's exciting for fans of Bioshock. They're, uh, 2K Studios reportedly developing a new one. Uh, mm. I've yet to play the first three, so I really want to fucking... Jeez, really? I know that's a, I have all three of them too. It's just like God, just too many games. Fuck me. I gotta <laughs> um, definitely play one for sure. Um, yeah, I did not finish Bioshock Infinite. I literally oh. got to within twenty minutes of the end of the game, and I that last there's like a like a dirgeable fight. Yeah, and I died so many times. So like. I will play games and, like, struggle through stuff and whatever, but if I have to do the exact same fight more than about ten times, just to because I can't get the rhythm down or whatever, I'll give up mm-hmm. no matter how much time I've sunk into a game. I just get so frustrated at the, like, repetition of doing the same thing over and over and over again. And I think I got maybe, like, 20 replays into that last 
fight. And I knew it was the last fight. I knew that I was about to see the ending and everyone talked about the ending um, and how I needed to see it. And I still have not finished it because it just got so Shit. frustrating for me that I am. I, and I luckily the ending has not been spoiled. I don't know anything about it. Oh, boy. Know. Let me take a crack at it. <laughs> No. I won't do that. Please don't. I was going to say, it hasn't been for me either. (laughs) (laughs) It was a good episode. Uh, No, No, I hear you. Yeah, it it, it is a good ending. Like, it's one you don't want anything remotely hinted at at all. I definitely would have to to do that before anything new came out, because I'm sure that they're going to, like, play off of that in some way. Yeah, without going into it, I'll just say, yeah, it's definitely tied in with the end of Infinite. Most likely. I don't know for sure. Um, I would say one is amazing and Infinite's great. I think two is good. I think it gets more shit than it deserves. I think the just the new location like setting, uh, it was is the same place as the first game. So I just think the awestruck of people discovering Rapture for first time wore off and they got used to it, and that's why they didn't like it as much. I still think it's a fine game. I just don't think it's as uh, you know, I still, haven't, I still haven't played that one. Um, I, 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 I think everything that I heard told me that I could basically just skip two if I wanted to and go straight to infinite, which I did. Um, but I'll probably go back and if they, if this rumor, like if these, you know, I, I read the article a little bit and it's like there's money being funneled to a secret project and they know what the studio is, but they're not. There's no confirmation that it is Bioshock. But as soon as someone says it is Bioshock, I'll probably go back and, and play two and then play through Infinite again. I just played through one not that long ago, so I don't feel like I. I it's all still fresh in my mind. But what if it's just Ken Levine like embezzling money? It's not going to a new project. <laughs> He's just stealing money from the company. <laughs> um, <laughs> I would say uh, two is still good. But it's one of those games, like, if you have the time, if you guys are already, you know, crunched for time game-wise, it you can easily skip two. Yeah. But I think if it's just like, hey, I got, like, 50 hours to just, like, fuck around. It's like, yeah, <laughs> go back and play. It's it's a fun game. But no okay. no one should skip one. Everyone should do one. That's no, one everyone should play one. One of the best games ever, in my yeah. opinion. Okay. Yeah, I Good would agree know. with that. Last news topic I've got uh, is that some classic, if you're not trying to play uh, some retro games on an emulator like I am, uh, apparently a bunch of them are going to be coming to Nintendo Switch. Uh, Starting it off, though, we know that Sonic the Hedgehog and Fantasy Star are going to be part of this new Sega Ages line of retro games. So that's kind of cool. I got to dust off the Switch myself. It's been a little while since I've given that some love. Oh, nice. But yeah, that's pretty much it, guys. Uh, Does anyone else have any news they want to throw out there? I got two little quick things. You already brought God of War up, so that takes care of that. Um, Banner Saga 3, uh, has release date was announced recently. It's coming out for the Switch, or wait, listen to confirm that and apply the Switch release will be on July 24th. So okay. I'm assuming it's also going to be on, yeah, PC, play, uh, PS4, Xbox One, and the Switch now, which I think is going to be the first one on the Switch, because I think it's the first one to come out since the Switch has been out. Okay. Um, I highly, like I've said it before, I highly recommend these games. They're incredibly beautiful. They're one of the only good things that's come out of Kickstarter. Like, they, I think they've Kickstarted each one and have, like, easily gotten over double their set amount, but each time. Um, they got some of the old developers from Mass Effect 3 working on it, this one. So, like, it's, goddamn, these games are incredible. They're both just beautiful to look at and, like, play and listen to. The music's incredible. And just can't hi- highly recommend it, but it's a tactics tile based game, and it's super difficult. So like you might want to put it, play it on the easiest setting, and even then it's going to be a trial. 
But if nothing else, just watch a playthrough of it because these games are wonderful. I love them. So I'm excited for the third one to come out. Totally. And EA is bringing back in-game purchases for Battlefront 2 because fuck everything they've said previously. They're hypocrites. They do what they want. Uh, why are um, we ending on a bummer? That's <laughs> Yeah, this is what I do. <laughs> That's cool. It's not much of a bummer because the in-game purchases are cosmetic. So you're going to buy in-game crystals, which is the currency, to buy different appearances and cosmetic changes. Which is something they said is impossible to do because it would destroy the, uh, the lore slash canon of the game. But you play Luke Skywalker fighting fucking Darth Maul. Like, there is no canon for the game. They're, it's, they're fucking idiots. And this is just one thing that EA said they couldn't do and now are doing because everyone's not buying that game. And they're getting some pushback. So, if you thought EA would change, they don't. They won't. They <laughs> yeah, just want your wrong. money. Yeah, yeah, fuck them. I don't think anybody thought that. But that was a solid episode, guys. Let's wrap this one up and do some plugs. Uh, let's start with Whitney. How about you? You have another podcast. I do. It's called Historical Hotties, where we uh, debate the hottest uh, figures throughout history in different categories. Um, and yeah, it's me and my sister and usually a guest and we just debate, uh, one of the most popular ones that came out recently, we did pop divas and it was Prince versus Freddie Mercury versus Whitney Houston. And how do you pick who's the hottest out of that one? Yeah, that's insane. Uh, um, Well, they're all dead. So that's the whole point. Everybody's dead. They have to be dead to be on the episode. Yeah. Yeah. But the Prince and Whitney Houston are just like recent so it's just like hmm <laughs> she she had a bad uh run at it towards the end of there so i think she's out of it for my book well, i never got prince i never got the appeal of prince maybe uh, it's just me yeah it's no he's there um but no that's he's there really cool. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, I, that's an impossible one if you ask me uh for me it's Frank mercury done how Case about closed. you matt you have pinecast to promote yeah, um, you can find me on Twitter at Matt Basta, M-A-T-T-B-A-S-T-A. Uh, and when I'm not on Twitter, I'm working on Pinecast. That's P-I-N-E-C-A-S-T dot com. Uh, come on over, check it out, sign up for free, no credit card required, free forever. When you're ready for the good stuff, use code SALTYFEET, one word, <laughs> yeah. uh, for your first month of starter free. Vaginal gentententite. What do we oh, call it? No, no, no. no, no. no. <laughs> Vaginity. No. No. <laughs> no, no, and no. Bryn, uh, do you have another podcast, or am I putting? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I got another podcast. It's called Doug's Put Me on the Fucking Spot Again. <laughs> Fuck this podcast. No, uh, no. Uh, <laughs> I had the Twitter ABTS Brendan. Uh, it doesn't matter. Uh, instead, I will recommend uh, season three of Wakfu, which just came out on Netflix. It's called uh, spelled W A K F U. And it's a French cartoon, and it's fucking gorgeous, and it's very well done, and I've really enjoyed the first two seasons. I actually have it up on my other monitor right now, and I will continue watching it, as is tradition with my Saturday morning cartoons. Nice. Um, oh, that sounds I think, really cool. I think my company actually did the dub for it, because it's now recently an English dub, which I don't personally recommend, but that's just me. Um, so yeah, check that out if you enjoy cartoons and want something different, because it's a French-based cartoon, so it's just... Style and tone and you know languages all varying degrees and it's really interesting. Totally. All right, and listener, if you like our show, uh, give us a like, follow, subscribe, all that kind of stuff. Uh, all of our handles: ABT Silence, Twitch, Facebook, uh, Twitter, Instagram, all that kind of stuff. Um, and one thing, 
that I'm doing specifically, I'm going to be streaming for the Press Continue podcast uh, Twitch page every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, so you can tune into that. Um, I have to keep it family-friendly, so I think that'll be the most entertaining part, because <laughs> uh, I have trouble with Good that. Good luck. That's the thing. You can also find <laughs> us on our our regular Twitch channel, so just twitch.tv slash Silence to see some games and not have to worry about me holding back from me being like, fuck this game! But, uh, <laughs> it's, it's safe to assume I will never be allowed anywhere near that stream. Yeah, it's fair. Uh, but thanks for tuning <laughs> in, guys. Uh, we'll see you next week. Later. See you. Bye!